I always say that your story is your best strategy. Your story is your best strategy. So whatever you are, whatever your past is, your history, what you're good at, your skills, your heartbreaks, your dreams, your passion, that's your best strategy because that's the only way that you will be able to stand out in the crowd. That's the yeah. only way. <laughs> Welcome to Sage Conversations, where we believe everyone has an innate light and power to heal. I am Michiko. And I'm Rowanna. We are wellness practitioners. Join us each week as we explore holistic healing, spiritual and personal growth journeys with experts, amateurs, and friends. Be inspired to foster your inner light and live your best life. For today, we're happy to introduce Valerie Fisher. Uh, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was it, my turn? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, so Valerie Fisher, uh, she's a trainer, um, coach, and consultant. That's pretty much all we know about her. Apart from the fact that during this pandemic, in the beginning, she lost her dream job. But we're curious to really dive into the strength that she leaned in to find her purpose. Awesome. Hey, Valerie. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Sage Conversations start wherever you want to start okay so um i was really attracted to sage conversations and i wanted to share my story because the pandemic has taken so much from so many people all over the world and it's not very usual to hear good things coming out of it it's rare but that's why i wanted to share my story so last year actually april 4 to be exact <laughs> you know you know when your boss sends you we need to talk <laughs> oh you know, my God. Right? <laughs> right? Boss or boyfriend or whoever. <laughs> yeah. That line. <laughs> that line. We need to talk. So April 4 last year, that was a Saturday, I remember. And I think the lockdown has been happening. March 15 is when we started. So it's been three weeks. And I was chief marketing officer. But I was new. I was only on my third month. And that was my dream job. I really believed in the values of the company and what they were selling at that time, but my boss and I were not seeing eye to eye on how we can move the company forward with the pandemic. Because she wasn't a believer. She was kind of a believer of digital, but not really. You know, when you have preconceived notions of the digital world that it's all about likes and shares, but in this world right now, likes and shares are considered vanity metrics. <laughs> There's more, <laughs> more, yeah. much, much more to digital than just likes and shares. And I was planning something else. Hence the talk. <laughs> Hence the talk. And, you know, I was only there mm -hmm. for three months. So anyway, April 4, that's what happened. And of course, I was so embarrassed. Because I was already CMO and when you're in the advertising and marketing world, that's what you dream of. That's the peak. That's like, whoa, <laughs> you're there, you've arrived. But to lose that during the pandemic at the time when everybody was so anxious and scared, really, I was scared too. So I allowed myself to hide, <laughs> to hide and kind of grieve and mourn. But I am also a certified neuro-linguistic programming practitioner. Yeah. So that background really helped me because when you're an NLP practitioner, you are trained to look at things that you can control. 
we are trying to reprogram our minds. And that's what I did. Mindset, it's a growth mindset. It's the idea that we are more than what we were initially born. Like, for example, you were born in a poor family. It doesn't mean that you're going to end up that way. Your brains evolve. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can choose to do whatever, anytime you want. So that's what I did. I chose to look at things that I can control. So I wasn't the victim. I took myself out of the victim mode and said, so many people are scared like me. So many people need help. And I am so, so privileged to be in that position to help. So why wasn't I at that time? You know, I switched. It was immediate because yeah. April 23, so April 4, you know, April 23, wow, first paid, first paid live training. So it makes a big wow. impact. I was already doing free trainings. At that time, I realized many people need help. They were messaging me because they know I came from the real estate industry. And Mm -hmm. I was a CMO of a company in the real estate industry and they were lost. They didn't know what to do, how to sell online, but they have to still sell. And I'm also one of the co-founders of Pinasadia. We curate and aggregate Filipino products from all over the Philippines. And our makers, they were also, you know, asking for help. They needed help. So I was giving trainings on how they can transition online. And one day, April 23, a friend of mine said, "Um, May kilala ka bang trainer? So I go, alam mo, I can do it for you. You want me to do it for you? (laughs) No, sometimes in this world, you just have to ask. Mm-hmm. You just have to ask and put yourself forward and have that courage, especially if you know that you can really do it, have that courage to ask. That's what started this whole training coach consulting business. I call it actually brain science selling. So I coined a term yeah. for what I share with people. Mm-hmm. It is my NLP background, my 20 years corporate advertising and marketing experience, and also my background in the e-commerce side, in Pinasadya. So when you put Ah. them all together, it's really diving deep into what your customers think because it's brain science. It's all in the brains. (laughs) From the mindset to the strategies, it's really all in the brains. And how you can use those concepts in the digital world. Starting from the entrepreneur himself or herself, the shift in mindset is part of what I help them with. It's really opening our minds, so changing <laughs> the stories that we tell ourselves. It's really the change in the mindset of the entrepreneur, plus using the brain concepts on how they will be able to talk to their customers. Sa digital, it's actually more of giving value. Parang kayo, what are you really going to get? For example, for this, it's you giving value. It's really you sharing people's stories. It's really the two of you sharing wisdom and bringing this concept to people who need to hear it. So that's what I've been doing. And I realized I may have lost my dream job. I say rejection is sometimes a redirection. The struggle in our lives only happen when we force things that are not meant for us. Yeah, it's supposed to be easy. (laughs) Yes. 
So it's really sometimes a redirection. What am I supposed to do in this world? 2015, 2016, na- ko na yan. The first book I read was Start With Why by Simon Sinek. It took me months. I finally have it. It's to <laughs> inspire courage to create change. To and- inspire courage to create change. And then also, I read the book, The Gallup Strengths Finder. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it showed me, it will lead me It will here. lead there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So what are your top five of the Gallup Strengths? Um, okay. Input. Well, input learner. Those are both learning-oriented strengths. Right. Focus. And then relator, achiever. For the longest uh-huh. time, I was working on the achiever. <laughs> Interesting. So, what did you learn about yourself once you figured out what your top five strengths are? That, like, how um, did it change your trajectory? And I'm also curious, what happened around, what was it, 2015 when you said you first picked up that book by Simon Sinek? Was there something going on that made you want to question whether, like, what your real purpose is? Yes. It was a series. Number one, I was getting older. (laughs) 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 I'm I'm, I'm older than you guys. (laughs) I was getting older. Number two, when I met my uh, future husband, that time, boyfriend, when we go to parties, it was so easy for him to introduce himself. Oh, what do you do? I'm a teacher. And it sounds so noble. And then when I introduce myself, oh, I'm a... What am I? <laughs> you know, you associate yourself with your job. Usually, I work as, I work as, yeah. as your title. And at the time, since I was in a big company, I associated myself with that big company. I'm with SM. I'm with SMDC. I'm assistant vice president. That was me. And then I have to explain, what do you do? I asked you, what do you do? What do I do? It's hard to explain. <laughs> You know, give me 15 minutes. <laughs> and, I guess because you were climbing that ladder for 20 years, maybe at the time, yeah. 15. And when you're in it, when you're focused on getting somewhere and getting that dream job of being a CMO, you just get lost in it somehow when you're confronted and asked, like, so what do you do? It's yeah. hard to explain. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's hard to explain. So I compared what he does and how noble it is. Right now, he's my husband. Whenever he leaves the house, he would say, okay, I'm off to save the world. And when he <laughs> says that, he's really off to save the world. <laughs> because wonderful. it's like the future. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then here I am. It sounds so insignificant <laughs> compared to what he did. You know, I mean, there's, of course, pride in what I used right. to do. And I loved it. I was so good at it. But that made me start to question I was given all these gifts. I was given all of these skills and opportunities. And what do I do with it? I will tell everybody, there really is something in you that when it calls out, you have to sit still and listen. And sometimes it goes back to what you really wanted when you were a child. So listen to your inner child. Really? The inner child, the inner voice. So I'm curious, like, what did you want to become when you were a child? Lawyer. Ang real root nun, when when you go back, is what is the value of your dream before? Not necessarily your dream job. Another example, another thing that I really also am passionate about is living in the province. 
And that's exactly what we have right now in Chaong. It's wow. a small house under the tree. Yeah. So it was a childhood dream that really slowly materializes when you allow yourself to listen to your inner child, <laughs> your inner yeah. child. I can't explain really. For some people, it's instant. Some people like me, yeah. uh, it really it really took some time. And then the teacher, the mentoring thing, life happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Can I just share? Because it's so interesting that when I was young, I don't know if I shared this to Michiko, but growing up, I wanted to become a doctor. So like, I seriously wanted to become a doctor. I remember that my favorite toy was like a doctor's kit that my grandmother gave me when I was grade one, like maybe seven years old. But it's so interesting now that I'm an adult and the work that I actually enjoy, I work as a health coach and I have this podcast that talks about like personal development and healing because yeah, what is that value that made me want to become a doctor, right? Like I wanted to help people achieve great health, like stay healthy. And that was mm -hmm. my dream when I was young. But back then I had no idea that the profession health coach was was available. Like, was, was even possible. Exactly. Who knew? The seven-year-old me had no idea. But in hindsight, I wouldn't have survived medical school. That's not me. <laughs> but the intention of wanting to heal people is there. But somehow, years later, I found the perfect role. And I'm not just stuck here. I'm also able to apply that same values in everything that I do, especially I wear many hats, right? I'm an entrepreneur and I do a lot of things, but all with the intention of wanting to help people stay healthy. And it's so amazing that like going back to that dream that I had as a child, and it all makes sense when you yes. when you see how everything connects. In yes. It's yeah. not the dream. It's not the job. Because remember, some of the jobs are now obsolete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's the value, the character Definitely. that really attracts you. Mm -hmm. The value yeah. and the character, right. Yeah, because how you. are we supposed to anticipate this pandemic that's really pushing everyone into the digital world? No one probably said, you know, in 20 years, I want to be a digital marketer. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Um, so I guess we all have all those experiences that derailed us, but actually pushed us to the right direction. So we were just sharing our childhood dreams. I actually had a lot, but I think at some point I did want to be an ambassador. So maybe that's how now my job is also like, you know, networking, but also facing other people. So it was I see it. Not, I yeah. see the connection. <laughs> Yay. So it's not really the country, but you know, people I represent. Yes. <laughs> Guys, I encourage anyone listening, just try to recall like what you wanted to become when you were little. What was your dream job? And not so much focus on the job itself, but why that dream was so important to you. What was the value beneath it? You know, and, yeah. and try to see like how it connects to where you are now. Some things might come up that might change your course. Who knows? <laughs> yes. And you know what's good about what's happening now also? So when we started this conversation, I also wanted to let people know that there are some, I mean, there's many, many deaths all over the world, but there are good things that are coming out of from this pandemic. I'm sure you have some entrepreneurs who are listening right now. What's also good about it is that there is a new economy that is coming out. It's called the passion economy. I forget the name of the author. Oh, it's yeah. A book. yeah. So the passion economy allows you to 
really do what you love doing, but not in a gig economy way. In a gig economy way, it's not stable. But here, when you set it up as a in SEC, ganyan, it becomes really stable. Alam mo in the US, of those who lost their jobs last year, 41% of them became entrepreneurs. It's the pause, the stop. You know, it forced us all to stay in the house, think, rethink, reimagine. And and that's what you attribute to the pause, right? Because we can't stress enough how important rest and pause is because that's when we get to really connect to what's in our hearts. Like, what do we really enjoy? What's our dream? Uh, mm-hmm. Because sometimes when you're in the in the routine of things, it's hard to stop when you're in the momentum of your work. Yeah. But when we are forced to stop, that's when, okay, so what do I really want? And yeah. just a few days ago, I was in a group call with a lot of women entrepreneurs. So it was such an honor to be a part of that conversation. And when you have like such inspiring people around you, you get creative juices running and a thought came to mind because it was so evident across all entrepreneurs who were part of the room. Like if you lead with your heart, if you choose to do things that you enjoy doing and pull from your strengths, then it's more possible for you to be ahead of the curve because mm-hmm. you're creating something new. Like, I love your example. Of, like, after you lost your dream job, you found something even better. That's even something that obviously you were very passionate about. I just listened to you earlier, <laughs> just go on and on because like so, there was so much passion there. And it's so obvious and it's so infectious. And as you said, the thing that you found after you lost your dream job is a combination of your strengths and all the things that you love, your NLP, your marketing and advertising experience and e-commerce experience, which are all the elements in all the years that you've done so many things and and you merge that. And no one else can do that. Maybe a, a few and a couple Mm-hmm. But this is something that's so uniquely you. So in a way, you're ahead of the curve. Yes. But but if it's more like strategy-led or this is what I think I should do, then it's all based on ideas that are already out there. It's you're always going to play catch-up. And it's, yes. I guess the positions that are available are probably less permanent because it's something that's not very unique as you are. Mm-hmm. I always say that your story is your best strategy. Your story is your best strategy. So whatever you are, whatever your past is, your history, what you're good at, your skills, your heartbreaks, your dreams, your passion, that's your best strategy because that's the only way that you will be able to stand out in the crowd. That's the only way. Because, like, I had a struggle early this year because when I actually started my business last year, I wasn't sure that I was going to get a stable income from it. This is the consulting one, right? Yeah, the, the, the training coach consulting, the training. all of yeah. this. I doubled my income in the first three months of my business. <laughs> but I wasn't <laughs> Congratulations. sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure if, if I can keep that up. So it wasn't until late last year that I opened up a Facebook page. And only this year, only early this year, January, February, that I actually realized that there's a whole world of coaches and trainers (laughs) and speakers all over the world. Whoa. (laughs) And because I was such a newbie, I started second guessing myself. 
yes, I can listen to them. You know, I believe that we should surround ourselves with genius. Mm-hmm. Pero this is who I am and this is what I can offer. You may not be able to understand it. At least you were aware. You were quickly aware. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm having this imposter syndrome. But then you shifted right away as you usually do, right? It's coming from that abundance of faith or not abundance of lack, but that there's room for everyone. There's room for more. But like in the forest, why are all the trees there healthy? They're not competing because each and every one of them has a purpose, has something to offer. So, True. You know, there's something for everybody. We don't lack for anything. And abundance is within you. It's really yeah. within yes. you. It's a matter of perception, perspective, and mindset. And that's what I love about the passion economy, as you called it. Like, if you're led by your heart in the things that you do and you, you're you confident in your own uniqueness and that's what you put forward, all of the others who are very similar to you, you see them as your tribe and not your competition. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so it's more of like, let's come together and do good in the world versus I'm going to protect what I have and not share it with you so that, you know, try to keep that advantage when it's only perceived advantage. Because we get to gain more when we share. Right, it's all free, <laughs> and I don't stop giving value. This is why I do what I do because the value that I wanted there was authority. I also wanted the feeling of empowerment and yeah. social justice. So if I go back to that, that's actually why I wanted to be that. Valerie, just for people who may not be familiar, then um, can you explain a little bit about NLP and then how you adapt this into your everyday work? Or- okay. To practice, yeah. yeah. So, neuro-linguistic programming. Neuro is the brain. Linguistic is language and programming. Think of it this way. When we have thoughts, what comprises our thoughts? When you think of a beach, what do you see? What do you hear? What do you smell? What do you feel? Is there a taste to it? Thoughts are composed of those five. We call it the vacuum. Visual, auditory, kinesthetic, olfactory, and gustatory. So, five. You assign labels. You assign labels to each of those thoughts. That's how we were programmed. And because that's how we were programmed, it's a program. You can reprogram it. You can call it linguistics. You can call it a different thing. True. So that's NLP. In in a nutshell, that's how you can change the story in your head. You can change the words i used to tell myself and i still tell myself this it's a struggle then i'm a work in progress i don't call myself creative i'm very insecure i always told myself that so you can reprogram that's what Uh i'm saying but that's not actually failure in nlp we say there's no failure only feedback so you take it as a feedback that's how you reprogram i will give myself an hour every day to see what I can do and how I can better my sales strategies online. And NLP is used, there's actually a lot of techniques for trauma, for depression, for anxiety, because it's a shift. We have techniques, we have exercises, resources that we give to our clients. In an NLP, right, these shifts using these strategies and techniques can happen in an instant. Yes, immediately. The way that you talk, the words that you use. If I tell you the word imagine, it's one of the powerful words when you want to convince people or when you want to. um, That's true. That's true. 
get a message across. The word imagine gives you the power to imagine. I cannot imagine for you. So when I tell you to imagine, you are doing it for yourself, on yourself, by yourself. That's powerful, mm-hmm. especially when you want to convey also an idea with someone. Yes. It oh. transports us. <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of similarities definitely in the practice of theta healing as well in terms of replacing a negative belief with a positive program, right? So yes. that's really cool. Just amazed by how many tools we can use really. So there's really no excuse <laughs> for us. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's just so many out there. There's something that will definitely resonate with anyone. Absolutely. Yeah, and you mentioned Pina Saja. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a really powerful brand when you shared it with us. So many businesses have had to adjust, and I'm glad that you still have that. It's a wonderful business, but the way you talked about that compared to how you were about your training and your coaching, there's a difference. I, I could sense it because like you're really passionate about like all of these trainings and that's the one that's really closest to your heart. And, you know, we started this conversation to really get into how losing your dream job led you to your passion or led mm-hmm. you to your purpose. And, purpose. and that's it. And maybe that could be your purpose right now because that's where all the roads led you to doing and that allows you to live out your childhood dream of yes. being empowered and um, you know, sharing that environment to other people. Yeah, the pinasadia was instrumental. Because if I yeah, didn't have that, if I didn't start, I wouldn't know how to do the digital marketing, the Facebooks and the Instagrams, etc. So when it really comes together, it's easy. It was like a superhero costume waiting for me to put on. It was you know, you made up all the bits and pieces of all experiences. So none of that is wasted. Because sometimes we ask ourselves, why am I still doing the grind? Why am I still in this job? Why am I doing this? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel like I'm living my purpose. But in that moment, it's all part of you building up to your purpose if you don't feel it yet because it will all make sense in the end. It'll all make sense. It'll all make sense. Even it applies to love life. It applies oh, to everything. Before we met Patis Tesoro, I <laughs> met her. I met Ubigyan. I met all of these wonderful artists. Then when we put the pinasadya, it was leading me. That's the people why. that I yeah. was meeting was leading me to that. And then even with my training now, it still actually helps the makers, the artists, the sellers, our partners in Pinasadya because there's many ways to help people. And it's still about helping them, the small, medium enterprises, just in a different way. For sure. And this whole conversation so far <laughs> from talking about your childhood dream of becoming a lawyer to, you know, seeing the noble job of your husband pushing you to find your own purpose <laughs> and what else, your NLP experience and you just finding the strength each time you're down. You mentioned in the beginning how like after April 4th, 2020 (laughs) that very specific date you hid yourself from the world and you talked about how embarrassing it was but you know what you deserve that time to grieve Mm -hmm. um you know when we have those down moments it's so important to just feel it allow yourself to go through that process but i think it's because of your nlp background and you said it yourself you attributed 
that moment to your NLP when you were able to just turn it around so quickly? Because yeah, shifts can happen so quickly when you just apply the things that we learned. Everyone's different, but we all have to go through those processes. It's all part of the experience that allow us to grow and find work, find experiences that doesn't make sense, but in the end, it'll all make sense. You know, that sort of thing. And it's just a wonderful testimony. I so enjoyed talking to you. <laughs> Your energy is amazing. <laughs> and we're so happy to have I, you be I part really, of our stage community. I really reached out to you because I believe in the concept of the show and what you want to share. Also, I am now in the journey of visibility. And I wanted to share this because if you are good at something, but nobody knows about you, you have to share your story. You have to share your genius. It's not about you. It's about the people who will be listening to you and who will be inspired by your story and who will benefit. Like in my case, benefit from my strategies, benefit from the tactics that I share and the change in mindset. It's that eh. Yeah, and I resonate with that so much. In fact, I went ahead and grabbed a post-it from my board. It says, if you have a gift to give to the world, the worst thing you can do is to play small. Yeah. Yes. And that yes. resonates with me because that's what Michiko and I are doing. We're usually very shy and we're very introverted in a way that we also hide behind ourselves. But this podcast is our way of sharing we're very passionate with whoever whomever it resonates with because yes. i know that there are lessons that can help we believe that there are lessons in our conversations with with people like you and you know as we grow our community that can help others and we can build a community that's uplifting and empowering and there's such beauty in that so why hide behind our shells why hide mm -hmm. behind your your homes and <laughs> <laughs> yes and i really truly believe when we started with pinasadya we were sharing stories of the people we work with the materials the tribes everybody has a story and this is actually what i believe the more ordinary it is the more people who will resonate it doesn't have to be extraordinary. The yeah, more ordinary. so much sense but it's the first time i've ever heard anyone frame it like that because usually people look for that extraordinary yeah. stories. When we watch movies, we want those movies that make us feel extreme emotions because of out of this world stories. But I love how that is framed. It's a different way of seeing it. And it's so true. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I think it's most powerful when <laughs> it's ordinary as well. Because people can be like, oh, that's so raw. That's so true, yeah. right? Or that's yeah. so me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On Facebook, you know what? One of our previous guests, Sai Sazon, a dear and dear friend, like such an amazing person. I think she's been listening all throughout this conversation and even oh, commenting. You. When you talked about the Gallup Strengths Finder, I immediately thought of her and she actually commented, yes. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Mine are woo. Hi, Sai. Yeah. Learner. I'm a learner also. Adaptability, empathy. And I'm forgetting one more. But Wu is my number one. <laughs> so everybody, if you want a guide, it's, it's your strength. And that's what you enjoy. Oh, and the key is um, in the name, strengths, right? Because as a coach, we were taught that it's so natural for people to look at their weaknesses first. That's yeah. that mm -hmm. 
mindset of lack, but it's a natural tendency. And it takes a little bit of practice for us to build up muscle to focus on our strengths first, because that's when we can really lead with our heart and just feel confident in our uniqueness when we know our strengths and play them as we share ourselves with the world. So (laughs) No, but it's true. It's also a good direction where you don't have to know all of your strengths because then you can get the 34, but you can just focus on the five and it doesn't change much throughout your life. So you can really Mm -hmm. just keep on honing these strengths. And to anchor to what Rose said, we always tend to be told to work on our weaknesses, but we can Mm -hmm. just focus on our strengths. So Valerie, if there's anyone who would want to reach out back to you also for your sessions, workshop, or just the consultation, how can they reach you? My Facebook page is Valerie Fisher. Instagram is Valerie P. Fisher. Actually, this month is my anniversary month and also my birthday month. Oh, <laughs> so happy birthday. I have, I have an anniversary bundle sale. All of my digital courses, 12 Isn't hours worth of learning. So if you want to check that out, it's www.valeriefisher.net slash sale. Happy birthday month. Happy and birthday. happy anniversary. It's such I a know. wonderful anniversary to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yes. Wonderful things happen for you in April. I know. Happy birthday. (laughs) Everybody, thank you so much for listening to Sage Conversations. If you found some value from our content, share your thoughts with us on Instagram and Facebook and tag us at Sage Conversations Podcast. Please subscribe and share this podcast with people you know and love. Every bit will help us grow our circle. Once again, thank you so much. We love you. And until the next episode, trust your power and light within.